So this is Nimrod here and uh, with the great, great pleasure of uh, chatting with Mark Fossils uh, today, um, by morning or evening, uh, all the way over there down, down in Australia. Thank you for your time, yeah. Mark. Good to be here. And, uh, you know, it's uh, such a, an interesting time for us. We're seeing that so many of us are, are uh, you know, noticing the stress and the, and the crisis around us. Um, and you're always one of those uh, wise, deep thinkers that uh, I turn to. Um, so I'd be really interested to, to hear what, uh, what your thoughts are on, on uh, what you make of all of this at a time like this. Yeah, it is fascinating. Um, it's, um, it's certainly a, a time where, you know, when the pressure comes to bear, the, the true self is revealed. You know, there's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a great social experiment and, and maybe even by intention. And, uh, you know, if one was to look at uh, the, the sinister side of it, maybe that's, that's the case. Or, you know, maybe it's a biological warfare and our first little taste of that. Or, um, you know, I, I mean, and or it's just one of those cycles that we get every every year we get a flu that goes around the the world and this time we've decided to demonize the uh the the agent by uh calling it a virus instead of a flu and so people have a lot more reality around that they then can uh see that as being the enemy and then because that enemy is carried by someone that they also become the enemy so we've got to isolate ourselves from those people we we go against our natural urges to connect and relate and uh, we separate and individuate. And uh, that sort of plays into the hand of uh, uh, many, many people, organizations and various vested interests. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe there's a bit of that. Um, what I do know is, is that when people get put under the pump, they either evolve or devolve um, in significant science to, um, to speak to the, um, the fact that when people do get under, under stress, then they, uh, they have um, a decreased life expectancy, that there is a, um, a phenomena that, that, that relates to, to, uh, to this, which does create what they, what they, what's known as deaths of despair. Uh, it does increase relative to unemployment, for example, in fact, by a factor of something 63%. So the, there's, I think, the greater danger or challenge right now is not the, the thing we're afraid of, but it's, it's a fear itself. And I think that's to, to, you know, it's been quoted a number of times over the years. So the opposite to, to fear, I, I think, probably would be love. And I, I think, you know, it's been shown in, in, you know, from science to theology that love is a, uh, heals all and, and, you know, certainly been sung about. Um, but the, the essence of, of fear is, is that separation and that isolation. And, and um, you know, I, it's interesting, actually, I did a little search on the, uh, the, the number of times that fear shows or, or a lesson on fear and the, the, the point of the lesson being do not allow yourself to be in fear um, in the Bible. Um, and, you know, coincidentally or not, it's, it's, it was mentioned, there was a word count done on it, and it was 365 times that the Bible says, do not fear. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I thought that was rather prophetic. So, you know, in terms of a, a message for us every day, do not fear. Um, and, and, you know, the opposite of that being love and, and, and with that comes trust and vulnerability and opening up. And 
if we take on a notion that we're more than our, our our body that you know that we're we're not human beings we're actually being human and that so that we we have this this we do this body as a manifestation so you know if we want to look at it from a real high level then um you know none of us get out of life alive so it's like you know we've got this little journey and and then we croak it you know so you know from a from a a, a position of of that we can say well it seems rather interesting to me that we're spending um, so much of our time, money, and energy on trying to make sure that the the few people that are most vulnerable from a given situation um, uh, don't get exposed to it when, in fact, they only have a relatively few number of years to live. Um, yeah. So let's invest all of our uh, our children's heritage in um stopping the economy to then allow that to occur um just doesn't quite ring true you know just uh, you know, I, I i guess i can speak to that because i'm in, in my 70s so you know, I'm, sort of, I'm one of the old farts and and that that doesn't really you know it doesn't really matter if you you know if you you've lived a good life and, and you can look at it from a you know, more philosophical position um but just yeah just sort of, sort of interesting that we don't we're not spending time and energy on um our um, maybe, you know, all these cruise ships are around at the moment, putting all the old farts on the cruise ship and putting them out to <laughs> and, and let them, you know, be insulated from the, from the, ben, the vengeance of this, this, you know, invisible microbe, you know, all this, uh, yeah. this little thing that we've, that we've demonized. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I know, I mean, yeah. And I mean, that to me would be rational, you know, it's like, do you take the, the, the 10 or 15% that are, that are at risk and isolate them or do you take the 80 90 95 percent whatever it is 80 percent that aren't at risk because it's a benign situation mm. for a healthy person and do you isolate them it's like mm. well no. anyway so there's this sort of a funny sort of logic that goes on but that that's yeah. um that happen when people get under the pump too so when yeah. we devolve into our into our home brain we make decisions that uh, um, well, we don't actually make decisions. We we are open to being having decisions made for us, and so we do things that maybe we when we're um, enjoying the clarity of thought and we're in a, an ascending stage in our in our life. We don't we don't entertain those sort of thoughts. So you know, yeah. It, it's yeah. I, I find it fascinating just from a human behavioural point of view, um, mm. and I guess you know the whole energy of a um of a system that doesn't have us as more than a than a uh, a human that is we're just a bunch of protoplasm that sucks in oxygen and spits out co2 you know that we've got to, we've got to preserve it we've got to help it and we've got to fight death and you know the the mechanisms behind that the you know the care systems behind that are all about stopping death um and stopping pain you know and Whilst one might argue that they're honourable pursuits, um, what's bigger than that, you know? And and I, I think life is is bigger than that. That that love is bigger than that, you know. And we we honour people who have given their life for love and and given their life for something of substance. And you know, we have them enshrined and and in monuments. And um, so you know, the human beings do subscribe to that. But when they're in the under the pump the those people um generally devolve into being 
humans to preserve their life and accumulate as much toilet paper as they can, you know? It's right. just like pretty weird. Anyway, I, I, I find it fascinating. I, that's just my queer sort of... Yeah, I think, um, you know, when we start drinking our own Kool-Aid, we start to see things in a different view and, and we, we ignore other parts, you know? Um, and the, um, you know, if you look at the... the uh, the shifts over time, you've got, um, you know, go way back into ancient cultures such as the Aboriginal, the Australian Aboriginals and that, you know, say 40, 60,000 years ago. Um, and they were animistic. They, they saw God and everything. And they were, they saw the life was within the land and, and everything was connected to everything. Um, and then we became really smart and we, uh, said no 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 that you know that that snake over there is a god and this hill over there is another goddess and this river here is a is a god and so forth so you know that we started to see a polytheistic viewpoint come in you know Greek times and then and then we started to see the monotheistic process come in that we worshipped a, a god um, that was separate from us and there was only one god. Um, and then, you know, science came along with the Industrial Revolution and then the, you know, subsequent 200 years and, and gradually they, um, the science has become the God. And so um, science then, or mechanistic science, reductionistic science has become the God uh, that we worship. And so when, when, as soon as we start worshiping something, we have a belief in something, we don't, we, we lose our critical analysis. So as, as each of those stages were, was, it was evident. So um, so that critical analysis, I think, has been lost um, because we believe in something. You can't you can't criticize or be an analytical about something you believe in. You know, it's it's impossible. So so then, um, but now we've got the 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 quantum mechanics and quantum physics coming on the scene that's starting to explain the the unseen and un, you know the previously unmeasured and and you know the the field that we're we're immersed in. And effectively what they're saying um, is that we, you know, we, we now have uh, quantum animism. And so we've sort of done full cycle in many respects, but with every, with every um, transition, there's always a, um, a violent opposition from the previous paradigm. Uh, when a new paradigm comes on the block, it's like you know, it, the old one will not let go easily. So I think we're, you know, we're, we've, we've got this situation where we've got um, an old paradigm hanging on. It's a, it's a communistic paradigm of, of, of sacrifice um, and willing to sacrifice a few for the good of the many. Um, and it's very happy to do that. And it's based on mechanisms that, um, that physical things change physical things. And, you know, you can't do anything else. You know, there's no such, there's no room for, love and compassion and, and, and connection and, and, you know, those high vibrations. So, you know, but then the quantum field is saying, well, no, we're part of a consciousness. We're, we are conscious. We're all one. Um, and that, you know, energy transforms. And, and so within that, then we've got a, um, a really interesting situation because we're saying this, we, we know that we, we resonate with that. I think, you know, as a human being, we resonate with this, this innate wisdom within um, and an integration of the human and the being. And, you know, the being is the essence and the human is the clay and the stuff is just named after that. It's named after dirt, you know, humus is dirt. Um, so, you know, the infusion of spirit into dirt 
um, is who we are. And now we're starting to, to realize that synthesis. And this is what chiropractic um, uh, contributions, I think. The chiropractic is starting to, is said, look, right from the beginning that, you know, we're part, we're one with everything. We're not, you know, it's not a hostile universe. We're, we're part of it. And we are a synthesis of that. We're integral. And, and so, um, you know, we, we then have the ability to um, do things that are way beyond the physical. And we are supernatural in, in that in that context. So we're, the, the old guard is saying, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong. We've got to, you know, we've got this virus and we've got to kill it, or we've got to get, or we've got to get you away from it. And that the part that that is exuding the the innate expression is saying, well, no, bring it on. I, I mean, we work with this stuff. This stuff comes in and we we surround it and we do what we need to do with it. And and you know, as long as we haven't been messed up. Over time, the telomeres get shorter, and we do, you know, do tend to lose um, uh, function, and we start to wrinkle and sag and droop, and you know, and then gradually return to the to the earth. Um, and I think we've we've found a way because our focus during this mechanistic phase is to be fighting nature, fighting um, disease, uh, fighting death. Um, we've we've focused on um, infectious diseases being the the hallmark of, of healthcare, you know, if we can stop infections, then we've done a great job. So what we've tended to do is by virtue of doing that, we've sacrificed um, the future by by virtue of chronic diseases. So we've, we've increased chronic diseases by suppressing the body's and the person's uh, natural expression methods. And so, you know, when you build up, it's like with a bushfire, if you don't, do, if you don't allow backburning to take place, which happens Quite, quite often normally with lightning strikes and so forth, um, or with uh, on deliberately with uh, Aboriginal cultures, I know have all forever, you know, for all their history of backburn. Um, and they know that that's the way to, to allow the regeneration of the forest. And um, But we, when you stop doing that, you stop a child from having a fever, you, you know, you, you stop a person from having a cold, you, you know, you kill the bugs, you go antiseptic uh, on people, they don't get a chance to deal with uh, normal pathogens that are around them and that makes them weaker and atopic diseases and so forth become more common in, in sterile environments. And this is, you know, this is well researched science. So, you know, it's, it's like, you can't have it both ways, you know, yeah. you, you pay the reaper you know, at some yeah. point. It's like, yeah. do you, do you have a little, little issue and celebrate it as a health expression or do you suppress it? And then you have, um, a bigger issue, and you you curse it as a as a as a, you know, a curse on you, and it's um, something out of your control. Well, it's not actually it's something you developed over time. So you know, so I think you know we're we're, we're in this transition, and sort of oh, that's a long way of going about that answering that question. But but we're in this transition from a from a, um, a, a position of belief in science to a position of uh, curiosity. A uh, position of um, being open and vulnerable, and um, being the observer. So, you know, we're and we're, we're learning that. You know, and, and so I would see that something like COVID, for example, is is just a um, a way. And it's not COVID at all. It's just like the way we're reacting to it. You know, the, the way we're we're behaving relative to it. Uh, we're not looking at the at the cycles. We're not looking at the trends. We're not looking at um, even the the um, the, the locations and the groups where you know, we're comparing a certain sector of Italy with a, uh, another 
type of another healthcare system on the other side of the world in the case of Australia or New Zealand and trying to make parallels there, you know, and assuming that it's going to follow the same pathway. It might, but it won't be the same magnitude because it's a different um, demographic, you know. So, you know, so there's there's a, an interesting um, behaviour that I guess you can, you know, you can prove anything with stats, you know, if, if you want. So it depends what you focus on. So anyway, I, you know, I, I mean, there wasn't any big hue and cry last year when 3,500 Australians died from the flu. You know, now there's eight Australians have died to today and, and from COVID. So it's like, oh my God, this is horrible. This is a curse. This is a, you know, pandemic and et cetera. So, you know, I, and I'm not uh, not supporting the fact that we do nothing. It's just interesting of what we do do and what we don't question about what we do do. And that yeah. then comes to how people view their health and view their body. And, you know, do we do we buy the, the, the line that it's the pathogen that, that, creates the disease or do we look at the line that um, it's the resistance of the host that um, does something with that pathogen or not? Yeah. And so <clears throat> that's a really interesting question for me right now. Uh, what we can do to help brought up uh, a number of things that, uh, you know, sociologically we're evolving uh, as a, uh, in our terms of our mental state and how we view this world. Uh, as well as things like uh, love and gratitude being bigger than, than uh, the, the death and demonizing that we're going on at the moment. Uh, and also the fact of, of being human and the importance of that. So how could you break down what chiropractors should do through to, to increase their probability of growth through this and also to usher growth for the people and the communities around them and the world at large uh, as a result of this? Well, it's probably, I mean, if we look at, you know, actions speak like louder words. And I think, you know, a lot of um, my observation is a lot of cars give, you know, they'll stand on platforms and give, you know, big lectures on innate intelligence and universal intelligence. And, and then when something like this comes around, they close their practice. And it's like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, so, I mean, you know, we're here to, well, I would say that we're not a, we're not here as a profession. I mean, sure, we we call it a profession, but we're yeah you know, we're here as a calling. We're we're here for something bigger um, that many of us resonate with, and I, I would say that's when we really become a chiropractor, despite the bit of paper, you know. So uh, I would say that we we have this calling. So um, you know, what is it? I mean, I, I would say it's something around reuniting. Um, which is, is, you know, from our, from our heritage, it's reuniting our, our human with our being. Um, and, you know, so that we can be with the infinite, you know, so it's sort of like that chasm between the finite and the infinite is, is something that um, we're just starting to understand, which, you know, that's why I brought up the you know, quantum physics thing, because that's, that's starting to look at the infinite. And, and, and chiropractic has reversed that for a long period of time. I mean, you know, even, even chiropractic's position on, on like BJ Power said, while other professions are concerned with the changing the environment to suit the weakened body, chiropractic's concerned with strengthening the body to suit the environment. And, you know, that's, that's really the difference. It, it's, it's about allowing our body to adapt and comprehend its environment um, and not just our body, but our essence, you know? And, and so I, I think that's, that's our great gift. So when, if we, if we get called, if we're called to that, we're resonating with that, then we just do what we, we can do to support people in that 
in that context. And like today, you know, we had a, a few of our clients got really, really jumpy and, um, you know, and they go, oh, I better pull back in, I better not do any more coaching, I better, you know, I better close my office, better do this and do that. And, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, 20% of our, our practice members have been laid off. And I said to them, well, what, what's, the, what's the deal with the layoff? You know, why, and what are you doing about it? And I was like, well, I don't know, I suppose I could have a, work out a scheme where when they get a job, they could repay me or something like that. And I said, well, you know, maybe consider it from another position that if you've got empty tables there, that's one of the, the greatest crimes I think the chiropractor can, can commit is to have empty tables in their adjusting area. Uh, and so if you've got empty tables there and there's, 20% of your practice that's not coming in now because they haven't got a job, haven't got income, um, then don't you owe it to yourself to, and to them and to your, and to your maker to uh, make sure those tables are full. So, I mean, the money always comes, you know, but it always follows the service. So, and it may not come from the source that you think it should come from. So allow the money to flow by giving the service in the first place and just being open, just being a conduit for whatever that that return happens to be and it and it may not be in the time that you think it should be it might not be when they walk out the front and they pay the bill you know let them go just you know give them pure loving service with the very best technique that you can find and uh and put them on a schedule that is appropriate for them like don't short circuit and just oh, we'll just get checked once a month and i'll you know sort of get you through you know if they're on a twice weekly schedule then keep them on a twice weekly schedule uh and and make it clinically relevant and and, you know, every step of the way is if they're paying whatever your standard fee is, because there's no such thing as a standard fee when it comes to life. You know, it, it's, it's above that, way above that. So I think that that would be the, you know, the, the, the viewpoint that um, give of your abundance and, and you can't give the universe, you know, it, it's always keeps bestowing on you. So, uh, and I think, you know, one of the big paradoxes there is, is that, you know, um, life is really, really valuable, really, really sacred, really, really important. And yet my life, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. And I think bringing that, uh, that uh, perspective to us is so important at, uh, at this time. So, you know, there's, there's huge value that we have in our hands and our hearts. And, and as chiropractors, we can, even if we are totally isolated, um, we can then discuss as we're, as we're doing right now, what you're doing right now is, is influencing people um, beyond, maybe beyond what a, an adjustment would even, you know, in terms of leverage uh, and effect. So um, there's, you can't contain it because chiropractic is not a, not a technique. You know, it's, it's not a modality. It's, a, it's, it's a, an idea. And this is what's, you know, if you look at all the wars in history, they've been about ideas. They've been about the, you know, the, the, the thoughts and the, the interpretation of life. And, you know, one crowd think it's this and the other thing is that, and they go to war about it, you know? And so ideology is, is massive. And, and, you know, any ideology that crosses the paths of, of a, you know, a, a ruling ideology is, that's contrary to that is going to be attacked. So, and we know that very well from, from chiropractic. So, you know, the, just getting getting out there and mixing a few in isolation, then obviously you have to do it um, um, by virtue of, of um, some other means where you're not touching people. 
Um, and if you are in isolation, then get with other people in isolation, if that's possible, within the same house. Obviously, if one's in, then we're all in. So make sure they get adjusted um, and that you up the vibration with love, care, consideration, compassion, um, and understanding of, of where people are at. Because, you know, there's a lot of people who are really, really scared and just acknowledging that, you know, you can't just tell them, oh, get over it and just, you know, get adjusted. That's not what it's about. It's, it's like, wow, I get it. You know, I'm, I'm with you. So how's that feel? What are you afraid of? And often just talking to a person like that will get them to a state where at least they start to become a little bit more rational. And then that's when you can actually start to bring about some, uh, some shift with them because it, it becomes uh, more sort of midbrain and, and moves up towards the cognitive parts of the brain. And that's where people can then start to make decisions again. So I thought it was rather interesting. Like I've been been up to the supermarket a few times in the last few days, and and um, well, when, actually, when I when I drive to the office, I usually take a shortcut through the um, there's a liquor store, and you know, I would go in the back back of the office, and and I drove through the other day. I thought, my gosh, is it Christmas Eve or something? There's just so many people at the liquor store with you know, big big trolleys full of liquor. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. And, you know, the, the, um, the government's closed down um, in Australia today, you know, many, um, you know, modalities and massage and things like that. But no, the liquor shops are still open. You know, liquor shops are open. Yeah, so that becomes a, a, a rather fascinating thing. They go to the supermarket and um, they, uh, there's no toilet paper. There's no beans. There's no rice. There's no flour. Sugar is all gone. Um, and so, and the meat's all gone. That's really right. fascinating. So, around to the next aisle, and they have all the organic foods there. They're all there, like right. fully stocked. So, oh my god! <laughs> go around, around the next aisle, it's all veggies. They're all there, you know, green right. and beautiful as it is could be. So, yeah, I think that's sort of indicative of um, the masses, and and you know, that's the world we're living in. That um, mm. Uh, mm. we've educated them through the TV, and and they're now yeah. getting their their information from the TV. So, I think. Being, you know, being able to work with people um, in our own quiet way um, creates significant leverage, like you're doing yeah. right now. Yeah. So maybe just as a as a last uh, closing uh, question, um, if, if we are going to take, if chiropractors are going to take a message out to the world in a way that we can uh, help the world bring in a new state of evolution, a new state of being. Uh, what, what do you think is a simple message that uh, the chiropractors should take at this moment out to the world? Well, I, I suppose it boils down to trust. You know, to, to trust your body, to trust other people, to trust life, to trust the benevolence of the world. Um, and, I mean, there's every opportunity to disagree with that um, but at every opportunity there's also a, a, an opportunity to do the opposite so I think knowing that you know even the most despotic of, of individuals or rulers and um, tyrants there's there's a loving side too and out of every negative comes a positive you know after every winter comes a spring and you know sometimes things need to be cleaned up and, and we've got you know a world that's that's um, having, you know, it's like, it's like a family, you know, the families have their tips and we've been actually feeding on the, on the, the richness of, of 
uh, our ingenuity and our development and you know the stock markets have been going crazy and and we you know we've, been, we've raised a generation of kids that that you know live on their screens and and you know don't uh, are pretty precious about how life is because they just expected everything to be to be thrown on their plate so you know maybe that'll turn around now maybe this you know this coming recession will be um or depression will be um you know pretty significant and and you know we will have a chance to toughen up to um to muscle up to spend time with each other to um, become our true loving selves again so mm. I, I think you know I, I see the gift and it, it's you know and it's hard it's it's tough when you see people dying you see people in destitute and living on the streets and mm. um you know there's a it's sort of this, it doesn't seem fair uh and then when we get outside of it and we start to look in it's sort of you start to see the balance in it too so um yeah i don't know i mean you know it's it'd be interesting to see what transpires and hopefully we'll be looking back at this and in a few years time and saying well it's just an interesting little interlude we had there in 2020 and um yeah we're all so much stronger because of it so um yeah i think that's why it'll it'll go it's like you know there's a season for everything yeah yeah and uh, you know that's very much my perspective as well that there is hope that we will evolve to a greater state of being as, as a result mm -hmm. of this and what is our role in being able to usher that forward with the greatest possibility? So thank you very much for your time, Mark. Uh, it was always some brilliant insights and wisdom and perspective on, on guiding us through through all of this. Uh, greatly appreciate it. I know that many, many chiropractors will as well. Uh, thank you, Mark. Oh, you're welcome, Nimrod. My pleasure. <clears throat>